I'm Adam, and this is the Year 9 AM podcast. At work, our different experiences, perspectives, and backgrounds collide, and it's not always obvious how the small and large decisions we make affect other people. I created Year 9 AM to make it easy for people to start conversations that create change where they work. If you haven't subscribed to the newsletter yet, sign up at year9am.com. In each podcast episode, I discuss the latest newsletter story with different people. In this episode, I'm joined by my wife, Anna, who I love having on the show because she has no problem telling me when she thinks I'm wrong, (laughs) and my friend, Susan Haynes, all the way in New York. So let's get down to business. Imagine that after graduate school, you land a technical customer support job at a relatively small 50-person company that's changing the world. You've done your research, but after a few months, feel that things aren't quite the way you thought they would be. Your manager is relatively inexperienced and keeps pointing out every bad interaction you have with customers during your reviews, despite the heavy workload you're handling and all that you've done beyond that for the team. And that's just your boss. To make matters worse, customers expect you to be less solutions-driven and more sympathetic than men in the same role. There's a lot going on here, but what really catches my attention is that last point about customers and their expectations of you. What comes to mind for you all when you hear this? I'm pretty sure that there have been either, if not studies, and at least sociological observations about um, people preferring like the woman versus male uh, voice on their iPhone, like the Siri voice. Mm. Yeah. And because they, they want the the woman, I think it's that they want the woman voice because it's they want the woman to be more helpful. Really interesting. I was going to say, I think, I wonder if part of it too is that you could get the same directness from a woman as you do from a man, but it's interpreted really differently because in the same way that there's the comparison of women being bossy in the workplace versus men being, you know, authoritative or powerful, they can act the same way and it's interpreted very differently. I think probably the same goes for directness where it just makes people a little bit uncomfortable Mm -hmm. when a woman is really direct versus Mm. a man, even if they're hearing the same answer Mm -hmm. from two different people in the same type of tone, it feels more, almost unfriendly or threatening because there's this expectation around women being helpful back to the Siri voice idea. Yeah. Um, And I wonder if that's at play too. So let's say hypothetically that you're in a customer support role and you are actually handling requests from people that have this bias. Uh, And especially if this is a bias that is well known in the country and the world, as in the case of the, the Siri iPhone comment that you mm-hmm. just made. What do you do if you're a woman? And, and I think this applies, I think this applies to, you know, what do you do if you're, you have a thick accent or what do you do if you're in a position where people expect you to be one thing and you're not? Right. I don't know. And I, I think, unfortunately, the the bias that we were just talking about applies to both men and women. I think women have a bias against women as well. And so I think it's in this role, if you're this person, it's a bit of an uphill battle because, you know, 
almost maybe almost everybody is coming to the same place with that same bias. Um, I I would hope that in most workplaces there is enough diversity of leadership so that it, these issues are understood at a higher level. I think a part of the problem in this story is that there's no understanding or support up the ladder. Anytime I talk to a friend who's in a difficult scenario at work, it could be totally different from this. We talk about how there are kind of two sides to every issue. And one is that if you're looking for this type of work, an issue is an opportunity for you to really make an impact at that company, right? If there's an opportunity for you to change something, to you know work towards changing something at the company, then that's an opportunity for you to make a real impact, maybe beyond the scope of your day-to-day job. The flip side of that is it like, does that have to be, should that have to be your job? Should that have to be your responsibility? And if you aren't looking for that kind of work and you just want to show up every day and do your job and feel like you have the support that you need, then that's not the, the ideal scenario. And I think maybe there's an opportunity in this case to start thinking about this at a a broader level, talking to your colleagues, but also feel like a lot of that work always falls on women, that emotional labor in the workplace of this is something that's affecting her and now it's become her job to address it not only on behalf of herself, but also her colleagues, raising it to management to try and move things forward. And so I think some people might see that as an opportunity. And I think for others, it's a a burden um, and that kind of labor tends to get done by women who are you know have to try to change that situation because they're in that situation yeah, yeah. I think that goes even like any minority you know it's that, it's that like burden of I don't, there's probably a word for this but it's the diversity tax yeah there you go as we talked about before there are these biases and stereotypes that we that exist throughout the country and we carry them with us on a daily basis and um looking historically at management teams where teams are predominantly, you know, white male, uh, this type of scenario must exist all over the place. And so Mm -hmm. when, when I hear that there's not much you can do in that situation and maybe it's time to look for new opportunities. Um, and I realize that this is everyone's reality it, it, it really, it sounds hopeless. Right. Yeah. We have this historical context where people see things a certain way and they expect them to be that way. And, and if you're in a role where you have to serve people and, mm-hmm. and, and, and give them what they want, essentially, you know, when you're in a customer support role, that's what you're doing. I think often uh, it, that's a, that's a tough place to be. Yeah. Let's say this is your situation, mm-hmm. and as in this story, you really believe in what the company is doing. And at one point in time, at least before you joined, it was your dream job, and you do want to ride it out. Let me let me say this: if I were to ride it out, I would look for as much data as possible to sort of make a case that something needs to change with respect to the way that the company interacts with customers. Hmm. Am I, Mm -hmm. am I sort of off in even offering that as a solution here? 
I kind of feel like you have to clean your own house first. Like I think they've got to figure out what's going on internally before they can figure out like how do we deal with these customers? Because going back to what we were talking about earlier, even if you make a case, if the people that are able to make the change, like AKA your manager, the leaders, whatever, aren't receptive or don't understand that it's a problem, then it's never going to, it's never going to change. I also think that goes back to like, then that becomes the burden is on that individual who had that challenge. And then on top of feeling like they have to outperform because they're already being over scrutinized for their work. They have to spend this time collecting and amassing data to make a case to a team of people who are already maybe not very receptive to said case. Right. Um, But maybe they, I don't know, maybe they would be with something more concrete in front of them and maybe making the case that it's not a personal problem or it's not this one individual's attitude, but rather something that they're seeing trending across the organization. There's some way to start this conversation, yes, right? But I think it depends on the manager. Like it all goes sure. to that. So like in this scenario, yeah, it sure. sounds like there's not, but if there was a manager who was receptive to that feedback and hearing, you know, this is a more systemic problem with like the general customer base or our customer facing teams and then trying to work out a solution with them. Yeah. Great. But honestly, this just sounds like classic, like terrible management. This person has no idea how to give feedback. They have no idea how to take input and then spit it out in a way that's helping somebody grow. Right. It's all very like defensive, protective, um, take gender out of it. I honestly just don't think that they're a very good manager. Right. But, but let's put this into context. How many bad managers are out there right now? A lot. Exactly. And so I think if we, if we just, if we just brush these situations off as, oh, that person's a bad manager, then things won't really right, but, change. But again, if you don't have the right leadership or they don't have good management above them, what are you going to do about it? Right. But I think, so I think right. what I'm, I think what I'm kind of getting at is, is, is there some possibility for managing up in this case? Yes. Yes. I mean, yeah. worst case scenario, you learn how to manage up and then you take it to your next job. Sure. I agree, but I think that this person did that. It sounds like they tried. Yeah, I mean, I think... You're thinking, like, outside the story. So, based... You know, I can't exactly say what happened in the story, but based on my interpretation of the story, this person voiced a concern to the manager that customers were treating women a particular way. And so I'm kind of saying, let's, let's just take that out entirely. Let's look at, hey, manager... Let's look at the the last customer interactions we've had on our team across the board, men, women, whatever. Let's not even talk about gender. Let's not talk about race, ethnicity. Let's see where we're getting the negative customer responses. And let's see Mm -hmm. if there's a way, a system that we can come up with to produce more positive ones. Let me put this another way. The manager is already hounding you about poor poor customer, you know, about customer complaints. So is there a way to just flip it on the manager and be like, well, Hey, how would you handle this in this situation? And then, and then Ask for advice basically. Yeah. And, and, and I don't know what happened in the story, but I, I think, I think oftentimes, especially in a situation where you think that, or you have, whatever evidence you do that maybe there's more to the story, it's possible to kind of um, just internalize that feedback and not, not ask for 
for guidance or help or support from the people that we work with. Mm -hmm. Uh, Especially if there, you know, there is already an existing power dynamic. You want to, like you guys said before, you want to impress your manager. You don't want your manager to, 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 to think any less of you because you've had, you've gotten this specific complaint from a customer. And so maybe you get quiet and maybe you don't respond at the time and say, Hey, well, look, I did my best. What would you do? I'd love to try it next time. And I know that this sounds like a really poor sort of solution to a place, you know, a a place that has institutionalized sexism. Uh, But, you know, I think that it might, it might allow you to at least move forward a little bit and, and yeah, I agree. I think that's a great, a really good suggestion. Just, yeah, if you feel like you're being attacked at any point, kind of flip it around and just say, okay, well, I hear what you're saying. What would you do? What would you recommend? Right. Even. And yeah. then it's almost like, I feel like a lot of times those, um, those types of interactions can often come from that sense of like holding on really tight to power and holding on to that to power dynamic and so almost as a manager as a manager like it sounds like you know they definitely had maybe some poor leadership uh skills and so as the person reporting to them you kind of play into it a little bit by asking Mm -hmm. that and say like oh well you're the expert what do you recommend okay i want to fix this what do you recommend that's that's a really good idea the biggest and best lesson i've learned in my career is going to someone with a question, having your proposed solution ready so that there's also not the opportunity where when you go to your manager and say, what would you do? That they then flip it back around and say, this is a learning (laughs) opportunity. What would you do? Um, But, you know, if your approach isn't working because they're criticizing it, saying this is how I would deal with this, um, but having that solution thought through on your end, so at least you're showing that you're coming to the table with an idea and then they can disagree or not. Yeah. Absolutely. I agree with that. Yeah. And then, and then when they give it to you, you know, if they think they know what the right answer is and they give it to you and you try it and you have, and you can somehow show that you tried it when the situation comes up next, when they try to hound you about it, you say, look, this is what you told me to do. Right. You want me to do something different. Let's talk about that. Right. So you're kind of taking that problem and you're throwing it right back at your manager's face. I feel like people are, often under the impression that they have less power than they actually do. Mm. And, and I know that there are, there are absolutely hopeless situations, but I think there are situations where we just underestimate, underestimate how powerful we are as, as people and as employees. And so I really want to have conversations that empower people, even if, you know, the situation sounds horrible or hopeless. Mm-hmm. And so I always want to look for a a way to help people move through something. And I I think the other side of that is I want to, to educate the people that are the bad managers out there, um, whether they know it or not. I think we all make different management mistakes at different points in time. Mm -hmm. And I want to help them improve so that they can prevent those types of things and, and take that, whether you want to, you know, whether it's a diversity tax or not, take that away from the people that work for them. One of the things that I, I like that you just did a second ago is when we were talking through 
like a very specific tactic for bringing something up. Like in this situation, maybe just literally say this sentence, you know, this is what I did. What would you do? Because I think what can be so intimidating for anybody, but especially someone young in their career is this idea that you have to raise something and that makes you feel more vulnerable. And so I think it, it feels like a harder thing to do or a big and a bigger question to say like, Oh, I need to, you know, point out this flaw or raise something that's maybe sensitive, um, but providing really tactical that might seem like a small piece of advice, but it's like, you can try saying this to your manager, I think just makes it feel more achievable and actually actionable. Um, so I think that's great advice. 